0: In Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Package Life Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC h one FM,
1: Raleigh.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. We are absolutely stoked to ecstatic, to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up with the latest and the greatest with all of NC State sports. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Explosion. John, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Benjamin. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Absolutely stoked to be back right here on Packers Live Sports Show. Had the fall break? How was your fall break, Joe? It was pretty good,
2: although it didn't feel really feel like fall until this morning. Woke up; as about fifty degrees. Kind of nice. Kind of yeah,
0: nice. It was really hot all of October it up really until was. now. So it all wasn't until October. it wasn't until uh, this week that you had your your song, yeah. the cold October.
2: Oh yeah. Just so, just curious, uh, are you getting Black Ops Four? It came out today.
0: Um. So that costs money, doesn't it? Yeah, it costs like what, sixty or yeah. more now? Yeah. I'm probably not going to get it. Okay, I was just asking. Fortnite's still free, John. Yeah, oh yeah. All day, every day. (laughs) All right, so uh, for those of you, if you tuned in last week, we were not on the show, but uh, it was fall break. So we're back here this week. So um, we're back. What is on the docket (laughs) for today's show,
2: John? Uh, Well, the NBA starts in four days, so we're going to uh, preview the season a little bit. We're definitely going to continue talking about the NFL and the Panthers, of course, we're going to talk about men's and women's soccer, of course men's football, a lot of volleyball, rifle, and of course, cross country. And that's and what we're going to get started with.
0: Exactly. Cross country, the season uh, started up, as I check my mic levels, make sure I'm not being too loud for you guys, but we had the Nutty Invitational, where else would that be but Wisconsin, yep. <laughs> and it's Wisconsin, not Wisconsin. As John would have you believe. Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. There's no sc ska- it's it's not scallops. It's Wisconsin. You, you go Wisconsin. Yeah, I know how it sounds. I'm saying like you went
2: you, I'm you say disc cuh, or disc. Disc. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm not having this discussion anymore. Thing. I'm not it's having, the same thing. It's, well, a, you di- started it's it. a different thing. It's you a started different it. thing. You change you changed the word. All right. Uh, at the Nuttycombe Invitational, there are some of the best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, both our men's and women's team finished very well. Women finishing 10th, men finishing 16th overall. Ellie Hines, she uh, was our top finisher for the women in the 6K,
0: placing 23rd with a time of 20 minutes and 10 seconds. Dominique Claremonti and uh, Nell C- uh, Crosby placed 42nd and 60th, respectively. Isabel Zimmerman. Came in 71st with a personal best time of 20 minutes and 58.0 seconds. And Savannah Shaw rounded out our top five, placing
2: 87th with a time of 21.06. In the men's 8K, there were 18 top 30 programs at the event. The men finished 16th, and our top three all ran personal best. Ian Shanklin finished 45th with a time of 23.59. Elijah Moskovitz, 52nd, just over 24 minutes. And Gavin Gaynor, 74th with a time of 24 minutes, 17 seconds. So the Wolfpack doing very well in the season opener for cross country. Mm-hmm. Tune in to us every Friday for uh, more updates on cross country and all the non-revenue sports, as mm-hmm. well as national sports.
0: Yeah, and uh, that Twitter handle is at PackersLifeNCSU. So you oh, should yeah. give us that follow. Yeah. If you have music you want us to play, you can add us, at NCSU on Twitter, and if it's clean, and if it fits like kind of what we play yeah. normally and it's not super popular... We'll probably play it for you. And yeah, give you a shout mean, out. We're not like total sport meatheads. We do like good music. Speak for yourself, John. I just did. Wow. <laughs> wow. Also, by the way, Gainer is a great name for any guy that races in anything. because oh, like yeah, gaining can, on people. Well, he's a Gainer. Oh, I always think I always think, I always think Gainer as uh,
2: a backflip when you're moving forward. Oh. Like you know, Gainer's what you're not allowed to do at the summer pool. Oh well, But you can't do it, don't you know, cool run, and stuff like that. Don't
0: flip, like
2: don't don't even well, get no, me Well, no, you, you is... can do a front flip. You can't do a back flip while moving forward. Not not
0: not at Carmichael, Roy. Well, yeah, yeah, not at, not a Carmichael. Both of us are life. There are actual in case actual life. Listener doesn't know. Professionals here. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, another sport, non-revenue men's golf. We had the Wolfpack intercollegiate on Sunday. Yeah, the Pack shot an 18-under par
2: 270 to hold off the field. We won our first team title of the 2018-2019 season. Benjamin Shipp led the way. He won the individual title with an 8-under par 64 to best the 90-player individual field. Claimed his mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. individual title in his career. The tournament title is the third in two seasons for
0: the Pack with Press McFall as head coach. Stephen Franken uh, shot a 208, and he tied for 6th. Uh, Christian Salzer had 212 tied for 15th. Easton Paxton was tied for 19th with a 213. And Harrison Rhodes was tied for 40th with a 218 for the tournament. Those were
2: our top fives. We also had some other individuals who competed on their own. Justin Hood played very well, tied for 29th with a 216. Davis Richards, tied 40th, Nolan Mills, Andrew Wilmoth tied 53rd and 58th. Thomas Deal tied 73rd and Dwight Cawthon tied for 79th so golf continuing Mm -hmm. uh their strong season so far with our first
0: you know team win and individual win uh yeah at the yeah we hosted this was over at Lonnie Pool Golf Course so home team there so what the the team the top five we told you first that was for the team so those five guys were their scores are being combined for NC State's score where they finish the individual guys we read afterwards were all like the individuals that were just playing golf there. Kind yeah. of, they were all eligible. Well, they they for were that still individual. representing NC State. Yeah, but yeah. In, their individual. scores wouldn't have been counted for the team score. Exactly. So yeah. if Justin Hood had somehow managed to, you know, finish fifth or something, then he it wouldn't have counted for our team score. But he did finish better than uh, Harrison Rhodes. So I'm, I'm assuming, like, as a coach, you want to put your best five for your team. Exactly. So yeah. Justin Hood, you know, had a really yeah. good performance. It's also
2: like a competition in practice to get into that starting five yeah. kind of. I mean, it basically is a starting five, like mm-hmm. in basketball and like a, a a top six in tennis, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. It's, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's cool to see somebody not make the top five and then, you know, shoot put that in, well. coach. Tie for 29th. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, we're happy to see all of the Wolfpack golfers do well, as they did, and we got that win. So moving on to another sport that is you gotta crack that rotation for your scores to count. Mm-hmm. First, I guess can we say meat for of yes. the year for yeah. rifle? Rifle meat, yeah. Rifle is a mm-hmm. meat, and we have a new coach, uh, Emily Holes Holsopple. Holsopple. Yep. Well okay. done.
2: I didn't You have done it again.
0: Look, it's 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 kind of what you I do, John. You have
2: butchered another
0: name. <laughs> I said Holtzappel. I just hesitated. There's cracks on my laptop screen. I can't like read the name. like Cracks accurate. in your
2: voice, too, when you're arguing with me. Yeah, that's true. It,
0: <laughs> you know what? It's fine. It's I'm fine. So, so we had a team score of 4,658 points uh, Saturday afternoon that was on the road at the Citadel. That is the second most points we've ever scored in a season opener and the most we've ever scored on the road. Fun fact. Wow. Our most points ever in a season opener was just last year. So NC State Rifle is starting mm-hmm. off the year better than it ever has before. Keep in mind that a
2: perfect score is 4,800. So only 142 points out of 4,800 away from a perfect score. Mm-hmm. We recorded a team score of 2312 in the small bore, which takes up half the points, and 2346 in air rifle. Nearly perfect in that. Log our total score of, like we said, 4658.
0: Yeah, and so for those of you who listened to the show last year, you know this. But for any new listeners we have out there, the way that the scoring works in the rifle is small bore is kind of like a twenty-two caliber rifle, and then air rifle is more like a more like a pellet rifle, and they're shot at different distances. And like the um, I think there's six six uh, uh, players, if you will, that will compete that their points actually count. And a player individually getting a perfect score would be six hundred. And mm-hmm. so four of those, yeah, excuse me, four of those will add up to your 2,400. No, yeah, I had yeah, it. 600 yeah. times four. Yeah. be 2,400 for the small bore or the air rifle. Welcome to sixth grade math. Well, look, I'm- Right uh, here on Packers Life Sports Show. They don't do sixth grade math live on the radio, John. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, anyway. Now. So in uh, a <laughs> yeah. small bore, junior Kendra Jacobs led the Wolf Pack with a score of 583. Again, that's out of 600. Highlighted by a perfect score- on both series in the kneeling position. So it's prone, kneeling, and standing. Mm -hmm. And it's 200 points in each of those. So it's all, like, divided down individually, and you do different rounds, and you get points for hitting the target. Yeah. Claire uh, Spina charted a career-best
2: score of 579 as NC State's second highest, thanks to a perfect first series in the prone position. And, of course, Rifle is co-ed, since there's, you know, no real advantage physical advantage at all like there's no need to separate my mom did a
0: rifle in college really? i think she i i don't remember I whether it was that, the club actually. or or the actual rifle team she was the only girl on the team and um i think it was like at a club level because it was at wake okay. forest back in the 80s so i don't yeah. know if they had a varsity team per se i don't know if they do right now yeah but actually she, yeah but she she was on the rifle team so yeah. that's pretty cool. That's cool yeah oh also ha- uh happy belated birthday to my mom it was her birthday uh this past a week ago but we didn't have a show. I went home. Anyway.
2: Um, Will Martiniak, he tallied a perfect second series in prone to record a score of 577. Claire Zanti charted a score of 573.
0: Freshman Emily Fisher made her collegiate debut and logged a score of 563. And Zach Eisenberg rounded out the lineup with 549 for that team score of 2312. In Air Rifle, Spina had a career showing, and she had a score of 589 out of 600, fellas. Oh, yeah, and and ladies out there, fellas and ladies, whatever. 589 people, yeah. And uh, (laughs) Zanti had a score of 587, and Fisher finished one point behind her with 586 in her collegiate debut. Jacobs also charted a 586, and Martiniak
2: earned a score of 575. Eisenberg also saw action in air rifle, achieving a score of 570. NC State finished, like we said, twenty-three forty-six in air rifle, a great start to the season. Career highs in both small bore and air rifle. Spina, she tallied a career best eleven sixty-eight in the aggregate to lead all scorers.
0: Yeah, up next, NC State returns to action next weekend and they will travel to Annapolis, Maryland for a neutral site matchup oh, with Akron, which is in case you, if you don't follow the sport, which you probably don't, and you're hearing about it right here on Packers Life Sports Show. Literally, the only place you will hear about it. Yeah. Um, the Citadel, who we played, is good in rifle. They are mm-hmm. a traditional team that's always in the running. Yeah. And Akron as well. Akron is really good and a part of the Greater America Rifle Conference. So there's no ACC, SEC. It's kind right. of just. The G-A-R-C, and that's like kind of just all the teams that have rifle programs that are established and good are in this conference. Yeah,
2: Not really surprising that the Citadel is, you know,
0: good at rifle. Where are they exactly? Virginia. Virginia? Yeah. yeah. -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Military
2: school, of course, you know. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right, so that was rifle. First uh, rifle we had this year. Moving on to a sport that you are more familiar with, uh, soccer. Up First, we have the women's soccer team, and uh, we're going to go in chronological order here of from the least recent to the most recent. And so, least recently, we did lose 2-1 to at Notre Dame in South Bend. That was our first road game of the year. Yeah, the game was knotted at one goal
2: apiece and in the 10th minute, with Taylor Porter scoring her first goal of the season to tie it up. She scored from just outside the 6-yard box. Off of a corner kick, Notre Dame scored in the 60th minute to take the lead for the rest of the game. They outshot us 17-7. to We really didn't have momentum for the entire match, they also won 10 corners, and we only won one corner, which, of course, we converted off of. But still, yeah. you know.
0: That yeah. is 10 to 10-1 in corners. Wow. Possession, I guess the refs, possession 63 The refs to just weren't being kind too. to us. No, I, yeah. don't, I don't even know. Anyway, <laughs> so we did lose that game. We came back with a vengeance, and we had a real humdinger of a game. We beat uh, Syracuse 6 to three. Hey, my, my mistake, by the way, the Citadel is in South Carolina. In South Carolina? Yeah, not
2: Virginia. I'm sorry. I got it mixed up with VMI, uh, which is Virginia Military see, Institute. See, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, my dad texted me just now.
0: Well, shout out. Hey, hey, yeah. Mr. Hinton, thanks shout for out. listening. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> my
2: mistake. My mistake.
0: Your dad's just, just sitting there listening, just yeah. waiting for like a gotcha. Well, no. Uh, hold up, John. Hold up now. You didn't get this right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> so we beat Syracuse six to three. Uh, That was led by a hat trick from Maxine Blackwood. Yeah, she
2: actually scored her first, second, and third goals (laughs) of the season in this game. Ziara King, of course, Kia Rankin, and Kirsten Von Klar each added a goal. Uh, Syracuse actually took the lead very early, but uh, Maxine Blackwood, like I said, added her first goal in the seventh minute to equalize Ziara King gave us the first lead in the 17th minute.
0: Yeah, the pack opened with the two goals in the first three minutes of the second half to kind of put the game away. Um, Syracuse's goalkeeper only had one save. Yeah. Let in six goals, but I saw some of those goals. Six goals on seven shots on goal. Yeah, so, I mean, we had some really good shots, but not all of those I th- I feel like were on the keeper because Syracuse's defense just wasn't that good. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is what our second game in like four that we've scored mm-hmm. uh, six goals. So our offense is really second clicking. and yeah, second and four. Yeah, yeah. Because we what we beat uh we beat somebody six to zero. We tied Duke and we beat um yeah somebody Lara, uh, Maryland Loyola or something like that. Something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so the next game after uh, winning six to three, we went to Boston College, a very good team oh, in yeah. women's soccer and we did lose uh 2 to nothing.
2: Yeah, they're actually undefeated on the season charting a 13-1-0 record with the one of course being a tie. We were outshot 18 to 6. Um yeah, it really wasn't close at all. We never really had that much possession. Yeah. We packed it in on defense uh and still like couldn't stop them from scoring. It it's one of those games where the home team is going to get ahead early and mm-hmm. then that's go- pretty much going to decide the game. Like, and uh, we play so well at home. I think the game would have gone uh, an entirely different way if it had oh, been sure. in Dale Soccer the Park. The home
0: crowd is amazing over at Dale, but, and we're going to talk about that a little later with the uh, when we talk about the men's team. But now we're ranked as the women's all caught up. We're ranked 23rd in the country versus BC being 11 and undefeated. So, like I said, ACC soccer it gets really oh, tough. Yeah. Moves our record to uh, nine four and two, and two three and one in the conference. For the year for women's not soccer not too bad not too bad no good still start. a very good year Just, oh yeah both teams started undefeated for like the first like month of the season so it was like oh my god they might never lose again yeah but <laughs> you know you got to come back down to earth at some point so that was all for women's soccer moving on to men's soccer this is also going to be in chronological order and uh so we have a couple weeks to catch up on so Number six, we hosted number six Louisville two weeks ago when we had our last show on September uh, 28th. And NC State, uh, Louisville scored first in the 27th minute. And then we got the game tying in the 76th minute by Aiden Foster with his second career goal to tie it. And just 10 minutes later, Mr. Clutch, Gabriel Machado, had what appeared to be his fourth game-winning match of the season, which is Unbelievable. But uh, Tate Schmidt of Louisville had a free kick from 22 yards out that scored in the 90th minute mm. to send the match to overtime, and that's where it finished after two overtimes. So still, hosting the number six team in the country, could have won it, ended with a tie, so still a good result. And to that oh, yeah. point in the season, men's have not lost at home yet. Hey, it's not a loss. Like, you know, the football mentality is ties are
2: awful. You know, but in the football mentality, mm-hmm. as in soccer... It ties oh, are, I, get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ties are. Um, you know, they 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 go on your record, and teams tie so often that it's looked at as a good thing, almost an upset if you tie with a team. that's oh, yeah, for sure. Supposed to beat you, and almost like you were upset if you tie with a team that you know you were supposed to beat. So
0: yeah, as in this next game we played versus the James Madison Dukes in soccer. Uh, Leon Crump had four saves en route to his 12th shutout, and we tied James Madison 0-0. Um, hmm. So that was a team that a lot of people on paper feel like we should have beat. But actually, interestingly enough, James Madison leads the all-time series with us 3-1-1. One one. So huh. we had been like three uh, three losses and one win against James Madison prior to this game. So on paper, it's like, oh, you should beat James Madison. But it's a good soccer program out there. And so we did come away with a tie 0-0. Um, zero to zero. That was at home as well. So still this point in the season, have not lost at home. Yeah, 5-0-2. Oh, only
2: uh, two ties are the only non-victories mm-hmm. at home for us this season. Um, at Boston College, different story. Uh, on the road, we lost. Well, we had bad luck against Boston, Boston College. Boston College. Boston College, yeah. Uh, lost one to nothing on, to the Eagles on the road. Uh, Leon Kraft he made six saves during the match uh, for the pack, but Boston College's leading scorer, Simon Instrom, he scored his seventh goal of the season in the 61st minute. Yeah, 61st. It's the 61st minute, John. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> 61st minute uh, to propel uh, BC to victory. We probably should have won this game BC 3-3-3 three, three, and three
0: on the year, 2-3-0 and zero on the ACC. This is what gets me mad a little bit. ACC soccer in the men's is really, really good. There are some really, really good programs in this conference, and we lost to Pittsburgh, and we lost to Boston College, Two teams that we really can't afford to be losing to outright. Yeah, let alone like we shouldn't be beating these teams. And this team, you know, started undefeated. And Our first loss was versus number one Wake Forest when we were missing arguably our best player in Manny Perez. So um, it's just frustrating to see. But we're gonna bounce. We bounce back the next game against the Longwood Lancers. So a inferior opponent really yeah. needed this game. Really needed this bounce back game. And we came away with a two to zero. Victory.
2: Yeah, David Laura, a sophomore. He scored in the forty sixth minute in the second half. And senior Tanner Roberts scored in the fifty fifth minute. Laura Aha. and classmate Manny Perez, of course, assisted on the Roberts goal. We outshot the Lancers. That's a pretty cool mascot, not gonna lie. Outshot the Lancers eighteen to two, earned thirteen corners to
0: their zero. You see, uh, John, it's David Loera. David Loera is how his name's pronounced. Look <laughs> Look, look who didn't do a name right, John. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. You should be. It's David Loera. So you should you should get that right, John.
2: Okay. <laughs> Pride okay. comes before a fall. I,
0: I do agree, by the way, that Lancers is a pretty cool <laughs> um, mask guy as well. But it didn't help them beat us because they were not good. Yeah. i we are. heard it both ways, by the way. But tonight at 7 o'clock on Dale Soccer Field, we are hosting UNC Chapel Hill, the Tar Heels, right down the road who are number 1 in the country.
2: Yeah, it's a big game for two reasons. Uh our first loss this year, we lost to Wake 3 to nothing who I think they were number 2. They were number 1 we at the on. time. They were number 1 at the yeah, time, so Wake. this is our second match against a number 1 team.
0: ACC soccer, man. Oh, Can't yeah. be losing to Pitt in Boston College.
2: It's a red out. Uh fans are encouraged to wear red to the match. The first 300 students in attendance will receive free I bleed red NC State. T-shirts,
0: yeah, boy, that's me. They're pretty I'm going, cool. yeah. I'm going, and I'm gonna be early and get me a T-shirt. So if you see me there, I'll take pictures after the game and you know sign your shirt. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I I would do that. You know, I'm I'm gonna be nice to the fans. You know, when they, when they see me in public. Anyway, scouting the Tar Heels a little bit, they are nine one and one on the year and four zero zero in the ACC. They were in the College Cup last year. They've outscored their opponents nineteen to five this season and outshooting them 11 to 5 on average and they've only they're the least penalized team in the country mm-hmm. with only 7 cautions in 11 matches with zero red cards. Yeah, they commit the fewest fouls per match,
2: only 8 of any team in the nation. They have the fourth-ranked defense in the nation uh with only allowing less than half of a goal per match uh Number fourteen Nils Bruning and number ten Giovanni Montesta Deoca are tied for the
0: team lead with five goals apiece. So at the game, you should and I will be looking out for number fourteen and number ten. So unfortunately, we have to admit that UNC Chapel Hill has a good team. Oh yeah. And uh, but what's unfortunate for them and very 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 for very, them, yes for them, for very very fortunate for us is that we are undefeated at home. We have not lost. And we are not going to lose tonight because we have Manny Perez back. We also have Addie Tywell back. So he was injured. He was not abroad. He was abroad in the summer. So the post I saw on social media, or he was abroad in the summer. But I just didn't see him this season, so I thought he was abroad for the semester. But he's come back from injury. And so we have a full team. We have a good team. And it's going to be very, I guess, would the word be raucous? The crowd? Raucous. Raucous? Raucous? I don't, it looks you like you are the not word, gonna live this it down. It looks like the word cautious. Why would it not be rausious? Because it's
2: a C, not a T.
0: Whatever. Anyway,
2: there's also no I after the C. I I
0: don't I don't have the word in front of me. I'm just trying to talk. You got what I meant. That's Ra- the raucous. You know what? That's the importance of communication. Did you raucous. understand what I meant? Then that there, there was effective communication that happened, John. Rausious. Okay. Well. That's fine. You not know what? I'll give never, you that. I'm never gonna. You lie said people. David Laura, Laura dude, or whatever. Dude, let's not get into names. You said Roshus. I mean, that's a word. That's not even a name. Roshus is a word. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not a name. So I'm still right with David Lorera. Anyway, anyway, we play tonight at seven. You should go. I'm going. John would be going, but he has work. So you guys Lovely. should. Lovely. Well, we had over a thousand fans every game on average. So this is UNC. This is the number one team in the country. This place is going to be packed. And they're giving away free t-shirts. Like, you better get there early. Well, that's what I'm doing anyway. Mm-hmm. So that was enough about soccer. We have a brief note about the swimming and diving. This is the uh, preseason College Swimming Coaches Association of America has released their preseason polls, if you will. And the men's team is no surprise. They're number four overall. Mm-hmm. And where they finished the last three years... And the women's team is in a tie for number eleven overall. So both programs finishing predicted to be in the top fifteen for the season. Super excited for that, as their season did get underway uh, about twenty six minutes ago at four o'clock. Yep. At South Carolina, we are definitely going to win that by a lot. Yeah. South Carolina it's doesn't good have. tune up. Yeah, they they can't get. I mean,
2: swimming's less about you know head to head. Mm-hmm. Than it is just the amount know. of
0: good swimmers you
2: have. Exactly, it's the amount of good swimmers you have. It's the um, it's the times you get. Uh, you know, your times aren't going to be as fast at the start of the season. So um, you know, it's good to face a few inferior teams, get a little confidence yeah. under inferior your belt. Inferior
0: teams from the SEC. Yeah, I mean, be noted. I, I mean, yeah,
2: honestly, in like, swimming, pretty much. Well, I mean, Florida rules the SEC, and there's not. Florida, I had one Florida, guy and Auburn, last year. Florida and Auburn. Oh no, not not necessarily. Florida and Auburn. Two good schools. They kind of rule the SEC. Every other team, not that great. But I'm really excited for NC State swimming this year. Mm-hmm. See what we can do. You know, this is probably going to be the most decorated senior class that we've ever had. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, the
0: second most decorated being last year's senior class. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. we had. Oh, yeah. By the way, the Wolfpack games or whatever, I stopped by those a couple weeks ago. They were packed. They filled up the natatorium. Like, that was. there was a party going on in there. Oh, yeah. It was it was super fun. I didn't a lot of ha- local swim teams go to that too. Oh yeah, just for sure. Go watch it for fun. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on to another sport that we have to do some catching up on in chronological order: volleyball. So we're gonna give you guys a rundown. Uh, least recently, we did lose to Notre Dame. Uh, we beat Notre Dame. I'm sorry, we beat Notre Dame. Defeated them three to one for our first ACC win of the year. Then we went over to UNC Chapel Hill and they had a losing record going to the game and they still beat us. 3 to 1. Um after that we went to Virginia Tech, a good team by the way. I think they're what 11 and 4 and we lost the first set uh 25-21 but went on to win the next three and we beat Virginia Tech on the road for uh 3 to 1 in Castle Coliseum. Yeah, that was
2: our first conference road win. We've now won the last four meetings with Virginia Tech. We remain unbeaten on the year when recording a higher team attacking percentage then our opponent, and winning the second set, 7-0 on the season when we win the second set.
0: Yeah, top performers from this game, uh, Tani Sopitan tallied a match-high 18 kills on 36 attempts with just three errors, with an attacking percentage of 41-7. Melissa Evans had the second most kills with 16, and Jade Parchment put down 11. Kylie Pickerel lodged, logged a match-high 45 assists at
2: setter and also recorded eight digs and four blocks. Uh, senior libero Mackenzie Kuchmaner tied for the match high with 20 digs, and junior defensive specialist Grace Irvin collected 10.
0: Yeah, uh, next game we went down this was after fall break, these next couple games, which is important because we have our first interview of this year. Um, and it's actually will feature Grace Irvin, defensive specialist mm-hmm. on the volleyball team with uh Packers Life correspondent Carson Wise, and uh, so these two matches happened after the interview that you're going to hear in a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. But we lost to Florida State in straight sets. I'm not really going to talk about that. Yeah. We lost to Florida State. They beat us. Yay for them. We
2: had a tough start to the match. Uh, You know, we just, we never, yeah. Florida's (laughs) just not our place
0: because we went.
2: Florida's not a good place in general. I mean, it's. You know how many crimes Florida man present or commits? I love I, I I Shannon, Shannon Sharp on Fox Sports 1. He always, uh, every time there's like a news headline with uh Florida man, he always like quotes it and is like, oh, Florida man's at it again. You know, Florida man's. <laughs> it's just that one guy. Florida man's done it again. <laughs> it's, it's so funny.
0: Anyway. Uh, Sorry. Against <laughs> yes, Miami, this Florida was not a good trip for us because we went to, after losing a straight sets to, to FSU, we went to Miami, lost the first two sets. We did dominate the third one and won 25-15, but then uh, we couldn't hold them off for the fourth, and so we lost to the Hurricanes 3-1. So that was our second straight loss in that road trip. Of Florida top performers, Melissa Evans had a match-high 16 kills while Parchment uh, put down 8. Uh, Cochin recorded uh, 7 kills and uh, Moore added 5. Pickrell logged her 7th double-double of the year with 32 assists. And 17 digs. Man, that sounds like Trey Young on the Hawks uh, for yeah, a second. Yeah, <laughs> 32 assists. <laughs> okay, so up next, NC State returns home. This That's tonight. Yeah, that, yeah today's Friday. Yeah. That's tonight, and we're hosting number six in the country, Virginia. It'll be broadcast nationally on ESPNU, ESPNU. That starts at 6, so just an hour after the show is off, so you can go to the volleyball game for an hour, then come to the soccer game right across the road at Dale Soccer Field. Oh, yeah. So right now we have for you guys, uh, Carson Wise is a show our show correspondent, and he is going to be interviewing athletes from different sports teams here at NC State all year, hopefully. And uh, last week, well, two weeks ago, he was able to get up with uh, Grace Irvin of the volleyball team and interview her. And uh, we hope to have a different interview for you guys um, every single week. So this is um, our first interview, and we're going to have this for you every week. So rather than a song break. Here's an interview with uh, Carson Wise and Grace Irvin. This is Carson Wise, correspondent and contributor for Pack Live Life
3: Sports Show, live right here on WKNC 88.1 FM. I'm here with Wolfpack Volleyball Zone Grace Irvin. Grace is a true junior defensive specialist here at NC State. As a freshman, she was honored as ACC Freshman of the Week for her performance against Boston College in Syracuse. In her first two seasons, Grace brought consistency to the back line, committing just 15 total errors on 628 attempts, a serve-received percentage of .976. This season, she's played in all 14 of the Wolfpack's regular season matches so far, and has started in 12 of those. Grace has served a key role defensively this year for the Wolfpack, with 113 total digs already tallied this season, as well as 7 service aces. Grace and the Wolfpack are currently coming off a hard-fought victory at Virginia Tech and are looking to continue that momentum forward this weekend. Grace, thank you for taking time to come on to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
3: This is only the second interview ever for Pack is Life Life um, Sports Show, and this is my first ever interview. So good luck to both of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. First off, um, As someone who is pretty new to the sport of volleyball, um, before I followed it a lot, um, I was not sure of the positions, and honestly, I was not even sure that there were positions. I thought everyone just kind of rotated around, (laughs) so you're a defensive specialist or a DS, so if you could just um, briefly explain what that is and kind of what your role um, on the court is during matches.
1: All right. Well, pretty much a defensive specialist only plays in the back row. So I usually sub in for all the really tall hitters um, who are in the front row, like Tenny Sopatan, number 30. I sub in right now back row for her. So I will go in and serve and play back row. So I will uh, receive their serves and defend against all the big hitters on the other side.
3: So When the, the tall girls at the front are blocking the ball, you're behind them ready for it to come through.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
3: Well, this weekend, you guys had a big win against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech um, won the first set, but you guys rallied after that and won three, ended up winning three to one. Um, being in my hometown, I was able to go and watch you guys at that game. Um, some things I saw, they had a great venue in Castle Coliseum. It seemed to be a pretty hostile environment with a lot of the students kind of yelling at you guys and stuff. Um, I also... Felt like they had a pretty tall team. Um, so I'm interested to know what your thoughts were on the game um, from your vantage point down on the court and kind of how you guys felt about the win this weekend.
1: Yeah, well, Virginia Tech is a really strong team. They came out fighting. Um, they were definitely not going to hand anything over to us. Um, that kind of caught us in the beginning. We were just sort of working through some stuff, still getting kind of comfortable in our in our groove and in our system. And But once we started getting rolling more towards probably – Beginning of the second set, halfway through, there was no stopping us. We, we found our rhythm, and we, we just rolled with it.
3: Big ACC win for sure. Um, you guys' second ACC win this season. This weekend, you guys are traveling down to Florida. Florida State Friday at 7 p.m., and then you move down to South Beach to take on the Miami Hurricanes Sunday at 1 p.m. Um, Have you guys been able to watch these teams any kind of what are you anticipating um, from these matches this weekend?
1: Yeah, we've been able to watch. We've been following pretty much every um, team in the ACC right now. Um, Both teams are very good, very physical. Um, Definitely very strong teams with uh, who they've been competing against in their preseason tournaments. Um, But I think we're in a very good spot coming in this weekend. We have two great opportunities to... You know, boost our record, boost our RPI, and just keep playing, keep working through our system.
3: Some exciting matches, I'm sure they will be. All the ACC matchups usually are. Um, again, these matches are in Florida. If you'd like to follow, follow, keep up. Um, Pack V Ball on Twitter is their name. Um, NC State Pack Volleyball on Twitter does a great job tweeting out links for live stats and links for the stream. So again, if you're interested in keeping up this weekend, both on Friday at seven or Sunday at one, um, you can follow NC State Volleyball on Twitter um, for that information. So now I want to move to an experience um, your team had about a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago in Italy. Um, really quickly for those who don't know, two summers ago, NC State Volleyball had the opportunity to travel to Italy to play some teams over there. Um, and also do a little, maybe some sightseeing in the downtime. <laughs> um, so first off, tell me how long you guys spent overseas and kind of what you guys did over there, what kind of your you know daily routine looked like um, while you were in Italy.
1: Yeah, so we uh, left uh, right at the beginning of June. And so we spent a little under two weeks there, probably about t- uh, 12 days or so, and pretty much right as soon as we got there we automatically went to sightseeing so we landed in Rome and we toured the colosseum the roman forum and then went straight to a gym to go and practice um and that was pretty much our schedule for just about every day we would wake up eat breakfast go sightseeing come back to the hotel and then get all changed for our match and then we would go and play matches we played I'm gonna say about four or five games while we were there against a multitude of different teams. Um, It was really great competition, so much fun, such a different style of volleyball over there, a lot slower, but really powerful. And so it was a really great experience for us to get to play against some different types of volleyball.
3: Yeah, when I'm picturing this in my head, I'm thinking, great authentic Italian food, awesome sites, (laughs) Um, you know, Venice, the Vatican, playing with these um, foreign teams. Are you able to kind of pinpoint a favorite part or is that too difficult to do?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, It was all fantastic. But I think one of our favorite parts as a team, and this is pretty much the consensus of everybody, was one that was not planned. Um, So there was a strike. The train workers went on strike when we were supposed to travel from uh, Milan to Cinque Terre and so we ended up having to bus and we took a ferry onto um, a different island that day and it was really fun. We all got to go swimming in the Mediterranean and eating a lot of great seafood and just touring around this little beach town. So that was definitely our favorite part of it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't mind swimming in the Mediterranean right about now myself. (laughs) Um, One other thing that I thought was really interesting that I've heard you mention and some other players mention um, in talking to you guys about this trip is, so you didn't just play these other teams correct it. You got to kind of spend time with them. Did they, I, I I thought I heard that they actually hosted you in a way. Can yeah,
1: you- they did. We got to eat dinner with them after our matches. And it was very interesting just getting to know all these girls and, and what all that they do. And it was a little difficult, not going to lie. Barely any of them spoke English. And if they did, it wasn't that strong of English, um, so that was a little bit of a difficulty, but we really didn't have, you know, too big of a problem with it. Because once mm-hmm. once we started having fun and we were playing a lot of games after dinner, and yeah, it was really fun.
3: Well, awesome props to your your team as well as the NC State Athletics Department as a whole for supporting an experience like this. Um, this is one of those things that I'm sure you guys will have memories of a lifetime from. Um, So I've got one more question for you before we're going to let you go. Um, So as a former student-athlete myself, some of my favorite memories have always been kind of the the behind-the-scenes time with your teammates traveling and in the hotel and the downtime at preseason. So I just didn't know if you had any um, stories or memories of kind of the things that you don't necessarily see on the court, but that you and your teammates uh, might have kind of to yourselves.
1: Uh, Well... (laughs) Our team is uh, full of a lot of goofballs, so we, we always love to have a lot of fun. Um, I think I have two main memories from traveling that's that really stuck with me. First, my freshman year, we got to go to Chicago and uh, on, on the day between our match, between our Louisville and Notre Dame games, um, and go see The Bean and Second City, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but more recently we went down to Atlanta, Georgia for the ACC SEC challenge and during Hurricane Florence and got stuck there for a a day or two more than we wanted to. Um but we got to go and take a take the bus to a uh, uh movie theater and go go see movies together and then I just remember those bus rides to and from we did a lot of dancing, a lot of singing, so
3: <laughs> Yeah, I remember you guys mentioning you thought you were gonna be getting away from Hurricane Florence and then it kinda took a detour and went right back at you. But <laughs> we're glad you guys traveled there and back safely. Um so that's all we have. I'm gonna let you go now. Best of luck to you and the Wolfpack this weekend and for the rest of the season. Again, they play this Friday at 7 and Sunday at 1 for anyone who wants to tune into the live stream or follow along with live stats or follow along on Twitter. Thank you once again for taking the time to be our first guest this semester on the show. This is Carson Wise. Go Pack. We hope you enjoyed that interview uh, with Grace
2: Irvin done by our show correspondent, Carson Wise. Um, Yeah, that's like a, a different, you know, aspect to our show that we hope to be adding in more
0: for the rest of the year. Let me tell y'all something. Telling you, John, and to the listeners out L- there. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. No, no, no. no, no. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You will not get that anywhere else. That content, that interview with a volleyball player on NC State, you're not going to hear that anywhere else. That's stuff you only get right here on Package Live Sports Show. And I oh, yeah. think that's pretty cool yeah. that we do that. Because we're awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, it's, it's mostly did you, me. Did you John's see the video not. on Twitter? It's like the
2: guy, he's like running across the parking deck, slowly gets closer to the camera. He's like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> like that. I have That's not what I was, seen that. Okay, I'll show you later. Okay, All right, uh, we got 18 minutes left. We're going to talk about men's football real quick. Not too, too much because uh, we do have a bye this week. Bye. What?
0: I just said bye.
2: Oh, bye, John. Bye. Hi. Uh, we do have a bye this week. Um I hate myself sometimes. We, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. We uh we played Boston College on Saturday, did pretty well, uh gave up a few more points than we would have liked in the fourth quarter, but still came away with a win, 28 to 23. Finley led the way with uh 308 uh two touchdowns, two interceptions. Reg, Reggie Gillespie also had 100 yards and two touchdowns.
0: Story of this game, Jermaine Pratt. Okay. Carson talked about him when he was on the show. He's like, that guy's really good. Now, I saw uh, stories of him on WRAL. I think he was he was ACC Player of the Week, mm-hmm. and I'm mm, relatively certain he was National Player Defensive Player of the Week. I'm not certain about that, but he had a forced fumble and 13 tackles. You know, he used to play safety. He put on 40 pounds yeah. of muscle. Now he's a, a linebacker, a senior, all ACC caliber guy. He's mm-hmm. going to be playing at the next level. So Probably will be. a very. I'm not saying a Bradley Chubb story in that he's going to be a top five pick, but in that he came to NC State very under-recruited and came on and just put on muscle and became just a great football player. And so he's really kind of what drives that defense, Jermaine Pratt.
2: Yeah, he's like, uh, he's kind of like the the Kelvin Harmon of the defense, if mm-hmm. you will, in that he's like, I mean, you got Ryan Fielding, the quarterback, mm-hmm. of course. Quarterbacks kind of an entirely, you know, separate, just offensive position. But like Kelvin Harmon, he also had nine catches, hundred twenty eight in a touch. By the it's way, unstoppable. He's unstoppable. But he's like, uh, the driving force. You know, he's gonna pull even if he doesn't have a good game. He's gonna pull the best corner of the other team, which is gonna free up, you know, Jacoby Myers and mm-hmm. uh, Ameezy, uh, you know. All our other receivers.
0: Yo, Amisi is really good. Yeah. Really good. When he gets he's the ball only a thrown, sophomore, too. Yeah, when he gets the ball thrown his way, he's going to catch it. Yeah. It's really it's really good. Ryan Finley was talking about this after the game, how blessed he was to have the kind of weapons that he has. Oh, yeah. He's a great quarterback, but he does have some pretty friggin' great weapons to throw to as well. Also, mm-hmm. Ricky Person, man. Ricky Person, oh, yeah. the oh, yeah. freshman coming in. He's probably gonna be starting over Gillespie, and Gillespie. I mean, I think it'll be more of a two back system. I'm not saying we're not gonna see Gillespie. He's still getting those goal line carries. He got I think he had two touchdowns uh that game. And so he's gonna finish the season with a lot of touchdowns as well. Yeah, this game was
2: a lot closer than it should have been because yeah. we threw two interceptions in the red zone. I don't know we if we had Lyne a blocked field goal. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. I can't remember the last time he threw two picks in a game, let alone two in the red zone. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also had a blocked field goal and a blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown. So just on the blocks, ten points alone. Sixteen points off the board at the very worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering we, you know, we attempt two field goals and make them if we get stopped. Um, so like this game honestly should have been about you know thirty something to teen something, but ended up being only a five point game which is interesting because, like Carson was telling me, the spread was 5.5. So, And it just so happened that, you know. It's all rigged, happened to <laughs> It's all rigged <laughs> all for rigged. gambling. All rigged. But we do have Clemson coming up. Got a week off this week, which I think is good. I think. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, you know, We're 5-0 and in the season. One of the few undefeated teams. Uh, by the way, Kentucky lost. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. But very sad. But talking about NC State. I um, all this love for Kentucky. I just I like to see schools that have not traditionally been good at football be good at football. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that is so absolutely like, fair. Like if Kansas started to get really good, I, they were not good this year. I know we talked they, about they've it. never been good.
0: They were good last year though. No, they, they weren't. A, yeah, they were good. Kansas was zero and twelve last year. Last year, okay, it was two years again, though. I don't know. Kansas was two and ten two years ago. I all right. I just remember seeing them win some games. That's okay. all I remember. Yeah, this
2: year, this year. Okay, let's not worry about Kansas. Do you think we have a chance to
0: beat Clemson? Yes. Okay. Why? We have the edge at quarterback. All right. We have the best quarterback in the country. When you go into a game with the best quarterback, I don't. I think you always have a chance. Mm-hmm. You're telling me there's a chance we have a chance to win. It is at yeah. Clemson. This hurts us immensely. We have yeah. not done so great at Clemson. So, I mean, well, we did play a couple close games, but you know, ultimately at the end, it didn't turn out for us. Yeah. We will compete. This is not going to be a blowout. No doubt, and you might see like a Florida LSU uh, result, or whoever Florida just beat. Florida was number Mm twenty-two. I don't remember. LSU. Yeah, Yeah. it was LSU. It was LSU. See, I had it right. I just shouldn't have questioned myself. But um, we will have a chance. And Ryan Finley is going to have to play out his mind, but also the defense. It like that's probably more important. Is can we keep Clemson under forty points?
2: So you think we're going to score more than forty on this Clemson defense? I think Clemson we're going to score
0: more than thirty. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, yeah, that's a, a really very bold take. I think I think
2: this game is not going to be it'll... as high scoring as most people think. I think our defense is going to come to play. I think uh, I mean Trevor Lawrence, very talented quarterback, but still, you know, he's he's still young, still a freshman, still yeah, still a freshman. He's very talented. I think he's going to make a couple mistakes. I think the game will be in the high twenties early 30s i think it's less of us having to you know limit clemson and more of us just having to outscore them overall like i think i think it's going to be actually a lot tougher than most people realize against this clemson defense not saying that we Mm -hmm. can't win not saying that we're not going to score points i'm just saying it's definitely the toughest game of the year provided we don't you know make the college
0: football playoff if we beat clemson and then lose to someone else, we've completely screwed over the ACC. Yeah. Because Clemson, from the national pundit standpoint, and I'm not really disagreeing with this, Clemson is the really only really good team coming out of the ACC. Now, we could prove to be that team if we beat Clemson and then don't lose again. Yeah. Or maybe stay undefeated until the ACC championship. To be fair,
2: the year that Clemson won the national championship, they did lose to Pittsburgh in the regular season. But the ACC was
0: also pretty good that year. Because traditionally you have Louisville, Florida State, just to name two. We definitely do not have that going for our conference this year.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we only have 11 minutes left, so we're going to move on, talk about the Panthers real quick. Uh, We had a bye week Mm -hmm. the week before, but we also didn't have a show, so we had a bye week too, so it all works out. We played the Giants on Sunday. And, of course, we won with a Mm -mm 63-yard field goal for the brand by Graham Gano.
0: The long shot. That was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. Pat it's McAfee hard gave to, a great tribute. I do. I Twitter. watch that as well. I love that. Oh, Pat, Pat McAfee yeah. might have the best Twitter ever. Um, I, I don't think he might.
2: I think he has the best Twitter ever. It's Pat McAfee it's is amazing. It. Pat McAfee, Barstool Big Cat. The only two guys I actually like from Barstool. <laughs>
0: okay, so Cam Newton said after the game, you're only as good as your kicker, which I thought was really cool because a lot of quarterbacks, I don't feel like would say something like that. Yeah, Peyton Manning absolutely hated all the kickers he ever played with if i was a quarterback i would not be a big fan of kickers no, of course not because like if you if you drive down and get them that 25 yard yeah. field goal and then they like shank it or something yeah
2: like, well i mean the kickers mistakes are you know they're magnified they're more, they're more unforgivable they're more magnified and fans tend to take it out on the kickers because they're more you know they're uh I mean, they're less important to the game. They are. Every position is less important than the quarterback. They're not, if a receiver drops a touchdown in the end zone, even if the quarterback made a bad pass, they're going to be mad at the receiver. Mm -hmm. The fans are, that's just the way it works. You know, that's the way it works in football. And I think like, uh, like Peyton always said, you blanking kicker all the time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Even when he made it, like he'd go, oh, thank you, you blanking kicker every time. Well, That's, yeah. What's it? Um, there, That's one of the all It's all-time a hashtag that
0: Cam is getting started. Um, the the the, the ganó. Lo- oh yeah. Uh, well, no, it's it came from the
2: Spanish call of the game. Uh, ganó logo no, which uh, translates to Ganó won it. Yo,
0: our uh, Spanish uh, call guys get national, um, national. Oh yeah, yeah. Panthers, every
2: time we win, Los Los Panthers have the best, the best calls in Spanish
0: of any team in the National Football League. Honestly, though, our our uh, other broadcasts with Mick Mixon, Eugene Robinson, and oh Jim yeah, Zoki, in my opinion, best in the NFL. Oh yeah, I mean, I haven't heard them all, so I can't say best in the NFL. Well, I I but, can. Like those guys yeah. are what I listened to those at like age eleven and twelve, and that's what made me want to go into radio. Yeah. So got the Redskins
2: coming up this week. Cam's actually undefeated in his career against the Redskins with the last game we played against them. Uh, in the 2015 season, when he threw five touchdowns, oh, yeah, I all in that the game. red zone too.
0: Tell you what, I'm scared, John. It's not like Smith, man. It's not hey, like Smith. Don't Adrian, disrespect Alex Adrian, Smith. Adrian Peterson. You're not gonna
2: disrespect either of those guys on this show. Adrian Peterson's on my fantasy team, man. I can't disrespect yeah. him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's a bright spot
0: on your very sad fantasy team. You know what? That's not fair. My team is very bad. I also had the last pick. I had like the 8-9 picks. Yeah, that's the best pick. That's the worst one. No, it's not. No, because you you don't get the, the easy money guys. I picked I Christian McCaffrey and Kareem Hunt. Anyway. Those, those this, are easy money guys. Kareem Hunt hasn't done hardly anything for me this I got, year. I
2: got Thielen in the third round and Mahomes in the fifth, so... Yeah, all right. I'm not complaining. Are you, are you happy? I'm you, very happy. You're
0: you're such you're so you're so smart with your fantasy football, John. I'm
2: I'm also happy in the picks because I'm still leading that. I'm 3-2 and
0: 1. You well, are. last week. Well, last time we we didn't pick last week because we didn't have a show. Right, yeah. I'm 2-and-4. I'm 3-2 and I've 1. I still kept my perfect no, Carson weeks. Carson and I are 3-2 and 1. I've still kept my perfect weeks because I went 0 for 2, 0 for 2. And then last time I went 2 and 0. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I deserve yeah. all of it. Yeah,
2: shake my hand. I'm I'm
0: shaking John's hand. All right. Anyway, so this week. His palms are sweaty. (laughs) My palms are cold. It's cold in here, man. It is cold. It is very cool because I'm in here and oh I'm my, cool. Oh my I'm gosh. Sorry. All right. That's not true. All right. Anyway, <laughs> upset of the week. John, who is gonna win and they should not?
2: Uh, I got the Patriots over the Chiefs. I can't believe that this is an upset, but the Chiefs are undefeated. The Patriots have lost two games this year. It's in Foxboro, which uh, you know, tends to lead the pa- to lean the Patriots way, but the Chiefs are are still a statistical overdog. So I, I'm going to pick the Patriots as my upset wow. of the week. Wow! Wow!
0: Picking yeah. Tom Brady as an underdog for an upset. Yeah, what a great pick. Yeah, what a great in the spirit of the game. Well, you know what? I actually care about this and sticking true to the spirit of why we do. I this. mean, I'll
2: be I'll be pulling for the Chiefs, but I think
0: the Patriots are going to win. I'll be pulling for the Chiefs as well. Yeah, I love Patrick Mahomes. He should go into radio with that voice. What's up, Mahomes? Oh no, he sounds like Kermit the Frog. I don't know why people would make fun of him. Like he can't help how he sounds. Like I'm in radio. I don't have a nice voice for it. So no, that's not true. Oh, well, thank you. You have an awful voice for it. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm anyway. Kidding. I get kidding. so kidding. off track. We yeah. need to we need to like, get on track. You getting me off track, John. Yeah. My pick, since you asked, yeah. thank you for asking. For the upset of the week is the Titans over the Ravens. I can see that. Because the Ravens just lost to the Browns, which is not actually a bad loss. No. The Browns, we were talking about kickers. The Browns might be 5-0 and if they had a good kicker and it yeah. started Baker Mayfield or whatever.
2: Yeah, quarterback's only as good as his kicker. That's what Cam, that's what Cam Newton said. He should
0: yeah. know. Dude, he yeah, was so good this year. Yeah, Man, same last for year. Tyra
2: Taylor <laughs> and Baker, no, That's true. Yeah.
0: What are the uh the Browns have the Chargers? That's gonna be a good game this week. That's gonna anyway, be an awesome game.
2: Lock of the week. John, go. Packers over Niners. Niners are starting CJ Bethard instead of Jimmy G, who tore his ACL. I don't think Rodgers is gonna lose to that team on Monday
0: night. There's no way. Remember when we when the when the Niners went like six and zero to end the year with Jimmy G? Yeah. And, and, then, and
2: we never thought he was gonna
0: lose. Never ever. He was Tom Brady reincarnated, mm-hmm. but better looking. Anyway. <laughs> My lock of the week is I'm pretty spineless with this, as you should be with lock of the week if you're trying to beat John. Don't don't blame me, guys. But Vikings yeah, over Cardinals. I'm too good. Well, you just got a head start because well, Carson got you a head start. Yeah,
2: Carson picked. Uh, he picked a win and they Browns. tied. Yeah. So, like, I'm so impressed with that.
0: <laughs> he got me a tie. So now. Official I, Packers Life correspondent. Official Packers Life correspondent. All right. So, Vikings, yeah. just to recap, you have the Patriots as your upset. I got the Titans. You got the uh, Packers as your lock. And I oh, yeah. have the Vikings. Yeah.
2: Picking the Packers and the Patriots this week. Going big. Wow. Wow. Real big. All right. Uh, quick question. We only got four minutes left in the show. Uh, who's going to understate, Who will stay undefeated? Who's going to understay what? You get it's a radio, so you have to talk, John. Yeah, Ben just laughed in the mic. All right, we're gonna skip that question. The NBA starts in. (laughs) I'm done. The NBA starts in four days.
0: Uh, What do you think the Hornets are
2: gonna do this season?
0: I think we're gonna be bad because last year I thought we'd be good. What do you mean by bad? Like 35 wins, 40 wins. Okay. We got a really young team. Oh no! But we're in the Eastern Conference, and they don't have LeBron James. Oh, you've clearly thought about this. I don't. I just realized this. I just realized this. Um, I don't know, thirty-five, forty wins, I even think, in a week East. Honestly, I
2: think we win forty-five games. I think we get the seventh seed. I can see us playing the the Raptors in the first round. Probably getting swept, but no, we we would beat the Raptors. I take that. You think we would beat the Raptors in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, with Kawhi Leonard. The for Raptors sure. are
2: better now with Kawhi than they were with. Um, but it's the DeRozan. Raptors.
0: It's the Raptors.
2: Yeah. The rap, half of the Raptors that you're talking about are gone DeRozan's still, gone
0: it's still the Raptors man they lose in the playoffs well, All right. technically to LeBron what, but do, you, they still what lose. do you think about LeBron in LA how do you think the Lakers are gonna do this year honestly when I first saw it I was not happy yeah, yeah like I was like really come on now come to Charlotte man but um, <laughs> I don't know I like it now yeah yeah I like um, Lonzo Ball is going to be playing with him, and so we get more Levar you know, a Ball. Funny note Lon- about
2: Lonzo: he actually got a big Baller Brand tattoo this offseason because he got a bunch of tattoos, and the NBA is making him cover it up when he plays. I mean, that's fair. You can't like. It's kind of it's weird though because it's it's a tattoo and it's like it's on his body. Huh. I dis I disagree with it. He's not wearing merchandise, you know. It's a tattoo.
0: Yeah, but then all of a sudden companies will be play, paying p- players to to get tattoos.
2: If they want to get a tattoo, then that's the of a brand. Then that's their issue. I don't think it's really. But what the if they least. were being
0: paid? Like, what if what if Nike paid LeBron like a hundred million dollars well, to they would, tattoo the swoosh on his uh, shoulder or something like that? Well, first off, Nike would
2: never do that because he has a signature shoe.
0: Yeah, but like a a
2: tattoo in in a game. Yeah, but see like. J.R. Smith got the Supreme tattoo because that's his, like, that's what he's known for. He's, like, a hype beast. Mm-hmm. Lonzo got a tattoo of his own brand. Also, by the way, Baller Move by Lonzo. Oh, no doubt. That is, that is. Tattoo the, your own brand on you. That's, like. it's really that's, smart. That's super commitment. Yeah. It is smart. It honestly is. It shows you're um, all in for it. Well, what but do you think of LeBron James in, in L.A.? I think that the Lakers are obviously going to be in a dogfight in the West. I don't think they figure it out this year. I think next year, Kevin Durant is going to come to L.A. and that they're going to probably win four rings in a Yo. row. This year, I think the the West is going to come down to the, the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple teams below that that can make some noise. Like, I think the Jazz have the potential to beat the Lakers in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Jazz can beat the Rockets. I don't think the Lakers can beat the Warriors in a playoff series. I think the Rockets can. You know, Chris mm-hmm. Paul, uh, James Harden. That's all you need, really. Chris
0: Paul, James Harden, and guys who can make some shots. Can I just say, Yeah. if Kevin Durant went to the Lakers, I would just... that be, He'd be trolling the entire NBA, yeah. and it would be... Very funny It'd to be me. two of the top ten players of all time playing together. But it would just be so funny. It's prime. like, oh, he left OKC for Golden State. Oh, yeah. my God, he went to Atlanta. like, Like, yeah. it would just be so funny. And yeah,
2: I kind of wanted to go, honestly. Maybe his internet Either troll there game. or New York Knicks. That'd his internet cool.
0: troll game isn't that good.
2: But yeah. his, his in
0: real life trolling the NBA. His IRL troll yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yep. all right. Well, yeah, I that would be actually awesome to see. Well, that's all we have. For you guys, uh, this week, it has been a pleasure doing this a radio show once again. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us because we know that your time is valuable. Anyway, I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.